0: Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, September 24th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts. Odyssey, Spotify, etc., be sure to go and follow real quick, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, what's up everyone? As always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, day two of Blackhawks training camp underway as I'm recording right now. Things will be wrapping up shortly here for the afternoon. Once again, three groups for the Blackhawks to split up their 63-man camp roster. And there was also a team scrimmage held today between Group 2 and Group 3. And I'll have plenty on all of that and more coming up on the show in just a minute. And also on how the Blackhawks decided to split everything up for their second day of training camp at Fifth Third Arena. But first, what I wanted to open things up with today on the show is the announcement from the Blackhawks that came out right before things got going earlier this morning, which was goaltender Kevin Lankinen and forward Mike Hardman both being placed in COVID-19 protocol and missing this morning's practice session. No word yet as to... uh, Whether or not they have tested positive or anything, they also could have just been deemed close contacts to someone. Um, But as I said yesterday on the episode, this team is 100% vaccinated, so hopefully that's helped them dodge a bullet here. But I'm sure we'll be hearing more about the situation sometime later on this afternoon. Uh, Jeremy Colleton actually is just speaking with the media as I'm recording this right now, so I'm sure we'll be hearing more rather soon. And going back to yesterday and the first day of training camp, Kevin Lankanen, of course, was a part of Group 1 along with Marc Andre Fleury. Those two are now the clear cut number one and number two goaltenders for the Blackhawks at the moment. As for Hardman, he was actually one of the few notable players that were in the afternoon group of Group 3 along with Adam Gaudette, Evan Barrett, and Andre Altibarmakian, who by the way, something I wanted to be sure to get in here real quick. Uh, I guess Andre Altibarmakian has changed the spelling of his last name recently, or just coming over to North America has caused a, ch- a change in his last name. I don't know, but it-, it used to be K-Y-A-N at the end, and now I guess it's K-I-A-N. So uh, just a small little change, something worth noting, I guess. But going back to Lankanen and Hardman... Both guys, of course, were not out on the ice for the Blackhawks this morning, as I just said. And in place of Kevin Lankanen skating with Group 1, which has been mostly the NHL group so far, aside from a couple of guys, mostly those ones that I just named, in Group 3 from yesterday, uh, including the man who filled in for Kevin Lankanen, which was Colin Delia. And I was wondering yesterday if... By putting deals with Group 3, which was uh, along with just more of the further away prospects, if you will, some of the later round draft picks that the Blackhawks have accumulated over the past couple years. By putting Delia with that group, I was kind of wondering if that was a hint or not as to uh, him being already behind Malcolm Subban at this point heading into training camp. But the promotion here to join the big boys up with Group 1, it has to be at least a little bit meaningful, in my opinion. I know head coach Jeremy Colleton said not to read too much into these groups right now and how they've been split up so far, and I even talked to myself about that on yesterday's episode. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But aside from a couple of guys, like I said, in group three, for the most part, it's it's pretty fair to say... We we kind of figure how they're breaking things down at the moment. Group 1, again, has mostly been the NHLers. Group 2 seemed to be kind of the higher-end prospects and the higher-round picks and um, all the higher-end young talents like Ian Mitchell, Henrik Borgstrom, Alex Nylander, Nolan Allen, Colton Dock. All those guys were part of Group 2. And then Group 3 was the couple extra guys left out from Group 1 that I already mentioned, and then really all just the, the later round prospects in the organization. So it, it was a big step for Delia today, in my opinion, getting to s- skate and get reps in goal side-by-side side with Marc-Andre Fleury and all the NHL guys. It was I'm sure he was feeling pretty good about himself getting those opportunities right here in, in the second day of camp. But unfortunately... Right towards the end of Group 1's practice session, they were doing full ice skates up and down, doing some conditioning work, and Delia skated off the ice before the rest of the group and appeared to be in a little bit of discomfort. So, uh we don't really have a, a full update on what exactly was bothering him just yet. Jeremy Cowlton just said a couple minutes ago that um he hasn't heard anything about it, but they don't believe... That it's going to be all that bad, so it definitely sounds good. But he's still not. Um, I, he. It, it's just more so that. By Calton not hearing anything at this point, it's probably nothing too severe because if Colin Delia had had some serious injury going on, I'm sure the head coach would be one of the first people to know about it. So, knock on wood, hopefully Colin Delia is alright, uh, but definitely something to monitor here in the next couple of days, just like the situation with Mike Hardman and Kevin Lankinen as well. Um, maybe I'm missing... I haven't checked Twitter in the last 10 minutes as I've been recording, um, so maybe... Jeremy Colleton has come out and said something more about this, but again, we're still early in the afternoon at the time of this recording, so uh, pretty sure that you know either Colleton or if not General Manager Stan Bowman will be speaking with the media about these situations at some point here in the next couple of days at the very most. But tough break there uh, for Colin Delia, man, I mean, Lankinen isn't able to go because of COVID-19 protocol, it's a, a chance for Delia to get a couple of first-team reps, and then boom, after one practice there, he, he suffers an injury. And even if it's nothing too severe, um, you know, it's just tough that that's the way to end your, your first day, and who knows if he'll get that opportunity again. I mean, four goaltenders who are all capable of being at the NHL level for this team right now... Uh, it's going to be tough to come come by opportunities. And honestly, it just it just kind of feels like Colin Delia can can never catch a break. That's been the case for him the past couple years I've felt like. Ever since he stepped onto the scene when the Blackhawks were horrible, uh I forget exactly what year it was, but he he came on and played surprisingly well despite not having a defense in front of him and uh showed some promise at a young age and it seems like everything's kind of gone wrong since then and prevented him from getting back to the NHL. So again, hopefully it's nothing too serious for Delia, but um, uh, one thing I did think of, you know, I guess reasons like this are why it's, it's not the worst case in the world to keep an extra goaltender around heading into camp because now with an injury, uh, who knows what's going to be happening. So we'll see what comes from this later and how it affects the rest of the goaltender situation going forward throughout training camp. Alright, there are the latest updates on Kevin Lankinen, Mike Hardman, and Colin Delia. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about Dylan Strome moving back to center in the second day of training camp after starting out yesterday on the wing. But first, I need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I wanna tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can go and learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I also need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate, coconut, salted caramel, and they also have a couple of new flavors out right now like grasshopper cookie, which is really good for all my mint fans out there. They have strawberry. They just sent me a box full of cookie dough chunk that I'm really excited to get into. Uh, They also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BillBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done talking about Colin Delia being forced to leave Blackhawks training camp early today after appearing to be in some discomfort. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to mention that aside from Delia being in there for Kevin Lankanen this morning, as I talked about earlier on the show, Kevin Lankanen has been placed in COVID-19 protocol. But aside from that, Group 1 remained... Almost the same in terms of everyone that skated with them, their line combinations, the defensive pairings and everything. But the couple of changes that were made came to the Blackhawks' fourth line, I guess you can call it. I know it's you don't want to put a name on lines at this point in camp. Um, but the changes that came, came down on that fourth line, which on day one consisted of Dylan Strome on the left wing, Ryan Carpenter down the middle at center, and then Jujar Kara on the right side at right wing. While Kara remained on the right side once again, that aspect stayed the same. But instead of Carpenter at center today, Dylan Strome was actually the man in the middle on the fourth line, and Brett Connolly was the guy playing the left wing alongside them, while Carpenter served as the extra forward for Group 1. But of course, most importantly, I wanted to touch on Dylan Strom moving back to center, mostly because on yesterday's episode, quick plug per usual, definitely go check that out if you want to hear about everything that occurred on the opening day of Blackhawks training camp. And in that episode, I talked in particular about how I really do believe that if Dylan Strom wants to have a future here in Chicago, it's more than likely going to have to come on the wing instead of at center with. All the newfound depth that the club has down the middle, Lucas Reichel, Henrik Borgström, Kirby Dock, Philip Kershev's a natural center. Because of this, that this even caused them to let go of Pia Suter for nothing in return this offseason. So it's kind of clear the Blackhawks know they have a bit of a log jam down the middle. And yesterday I rounded things out by saying, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how the Blackhawks handle this and if they want to keep using Strom on the winger, if they're going to be bouncing him back and forth at the two positions like they have for the past couple of years now, and on day two, it it seems like we already have our answer. And while I do see the upside of of going with that route, because, and same with Philip Kershev playing on the wing as well, like, every team needs to have guys that can, they, they need to have a couple of guys who can play on the wing who are also capable of going in there and winning a draw from time to time as well, whether it be, because of an injury and it's just a, a next-man-up situation or, you know, someone's getting kicked out of the dot. Um, But I, I really do feel like this jumping back and forth, in particular with Dylan Strome at this stage of his career and with him still being 23 or 24 years old, you know, I feel like that jumping back and forth really hasn't done his development any favors. And I'm on the side that thinks... That the Blackhawks kind of just need to pick one position for him for this season, and let him stick there and and show what he's got. Because with only one year left on his current deal, I don't know if you want to like waste such a crucial waste such such a crucial year for him by bouncing him back and forth once again when it, it really doesn't look like it's worked the past couple of times that Jeremy Calleton has tried to go this route, and I know that Dylan Strom has had conversations with the organization in the past, and he's claimed that he wants to stay at center. So I know his heart wants to be there, and I think he's played better there. Um, but the trouble is, I just don't know if the Blackhawks can commit to him there. Um, but regardless of that, this year is really going to be the tell of all that. So I think for this year in particular... They need to keep Dylan Strome at one position rather than jumble him around again. Because if things don't go well, you know, then you might start to regret that and you might have to start thinking about trying to move him if they're worried that he's not going to be able to keep up and be part of the future. And the last thing you want as a franchise is to be losing guys for, for nothing in return. That's always, you know, a huge kick in the rear end. So again... We'll, we'll have to wait and see how they handle Strom the rest of the way in camp and uh, whether or not it's going to be him bouncing back and forth between the two positions for another year or if they're going to go the route that I hope they do and just kind of stick him at either one. But aside from Strom moving to center and Carpenter drawing out here in day two, the other thing I wanted to mention for sure is Brett, Brett Connolly joining the fourth line. That was the only other change here today. And Connolly is is such an interesting case because, at the moment, at least according to Cap Friendly, his contract is actually not on the NHL roster. He he's on the non roster right now, and with two years left on his current deal at three point five million dollars, which no one is gonna want to pay him, um, the, the Blackhawks could be potentially looking at burying him in the minors if he doesn't make the squad out of camp. But but he, like so many other guys, is right there on the cusp of, of being in the bottom six for the Hawks this year. And one thing that also comes to mind with Connolly kind of being a veteran, he could also be a good guy to keep around in the locker room and you won't feel too bad about scratching him on a regular basis. The only problem that comes with that is you have to have his $3.5 million on the book. So... There is a hefty price tag that comes along with keeping Connolly's veteran expertise around for this season, um, and yeah, so many guys during training camp, you know, that um, are are in this are in that group that Connolly's in right now. And I, I actually, one thing I wanted to talk about too is uh, when I tweeted out that Connolly was in there on the fourth line instead of Carpenter today. A, a lot of people feel like Connolly does not deserve to be in that position right now. But that's what training camp is for, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't want to respond to it on Twitter. I'll just say it here on the episode. Like, if there's something that you completely disagree with, don't forget that it's only one day of practice. And it's day two here, folks, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, And I'm sure we're going to see plenty of different players getting looks on those third and fourth lines throughout the remainder of camp. But in day two, you know, it just happened to be Brett Connolly hopping in there with Dylan Strom and Jujar Cara. Uh, Alex is going to have his time, I believe. Adam Gaudette as well. And um, there's a lot of youngsters who are going to be fighting for those opportunities as well. Uh, but aside from that, everything remained the same for day two in terms of group one. The top three forward lines were all the same. Kane and Dabrinka remained with Tyler Johnson. Kubalik and Taze remained with Hagel. Um, all the defensive pairings remained the same. We still saw Caleb. Or, uh, um, excuse me, we still saw Seth Jones with Jake McCabe, Wyatt Kalinuk with Calvin Dehan, Connor Murphy with Riley Stillman, and then Caleb Jones and Nicholas Bodan were the two extras back there. No Ian Mitchell with the NHL club yet for the second consecutive day, which will also be something, of course, to keep an eye on. And then Colin Delia, before getting hurt, he was the change in net with uh, Kevin Lankin and COVID-19 protocol. Those were the only changes that occurred to Group 1 on Day 2 of Blackhawks training camp this morning. All right, I think that takes care of everything from Group 1. Coming up in just a minute, I'll be getting into Group 2 versus Group 3's two-period scrimmage for a little bit, and also the latest updates that we have on the Bradley Aldrich situation. But first, I need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is closing in on the postseason. There's roughly 10 games left for every club. Football season is about to head into week three. UFC has some really good fights coming up in the next few weeks. And for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with BetOnline.ag. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, one word in all caps to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done discussing everything from Group 1 on the second day of Blackhawks training camp. Now, before I finish things up for the day, just a quick heads up, a trigger warning to all my listeners out there. I'm about to get into, uh, about to be talking quickly about the latest updates that we got this afternoon on the Bradley Aldrich investigation with... Some troubling news coming out about his time with Miami University in Ohio. And again, I got to give a quick shout out to Ben Pope from the Chicago Sun-Times, who came on the show once again recently, a few days back as a guest. Ben continues to do just such a tremendous job of of covering this tough matter with Aldrich and the Blackhawks. I'm taking most of these updates right now that I have out of uh, his article, and if you want... More of the details that I'm not going to get into on the air. That's definitely the place to check it all out. Ben's done a great, great time of keeping up with uh, the entire timeline of what's gone on since these lawsuits were filed back in the spring. But going back to this morning, uh, a final report is what came out this morning that concluded that Bradley Aldrich, who of course, as I just said, the former Blackhawks video coach that's facing multiple lawsuits at the moment... The report concluded that he also sexually assaulted two other men at Miami University in the fall of 2012. So that makes at least one or two former Blackhawks players that have publicly come out. Uh, a high school student in Michigan who f- is filing a lawsuit against Aldrich. And now there are at least two more people at Miami University that Bradley Aldrich has also sexu- sexually assaulted. And these people, according to the report, these two victims with Miami University, one was a summer hockey camp intern, and the other was a Miami undergraduate student who just worked at the local ice rink. And just like all the other victims, both assaults occurred after Aldrich invited the men to come over to his house and sleep over on his couch. It's actually just some of the most messed up stuff I've ever heard in my entire life. The guy's an absolute sociopath, obviously. Um, and one thing I wanted to mention as well that came out in the report, this is probably more so relevant to the Blackhawks because, uh, one of their lawsuits that they're being faced with states that, uh, they allegedly provided positive reviews and or employment verification of Bradley Aldrich after they let him go in the summer of 2010. But in this report, that came out this morning. It concluded that Aldrich did not provide any references to the university in his resume, including no forms from the Chicago Blackhawks organization. So not sure if that part of the lawsuit is true. It didn't seem like it happened here in Miami. Of course, that doesn't mean it didn't happen at other places. Uh, But just, of course, something to note if you've been keeping up with these two lawsuits and all the details that come out of it. But more importantly... Bradley Aldrich deserves to go to prison for a long, long time. This final report confirms that that's where he should be for a long time. Um, I mean, two more innocent people, innocent young people who are just working around the game of hockey that did not deserve these things to happen to him. And Bradley Aldrich just continued to prey upon people like this and continued to try to make attempts to have young people sleep over at his house and I don't know how he continued to bounce around the game of hockey for as long as he did but that shows you the culture that and what needs to be changed around the game um, but yeah definitely a couple more details certainly worth noting came out today regarding Bradley Aldrich and the kind of human being that was allowed to be the video coach for a Stanley Cup champion team for whatever reasons. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, September 24th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks Blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Wherever you get your podcasts, once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at Jack Bushman Two, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708 653 0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, and yes, there will be an episode coming out tomorrow with the Blackhawks still having practice at 10 a.m. But thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.